Welcome back, episode number 88 of the New York Pages podcast, Partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and I'm alongside Coach Benaluka. And today, we're going to be evaluating the top 10 contracts for the New York Rangers. We're also going to be discussing a little bit of Miller. But first, just want to let you guys know to go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN to subscribe to ESPN Plus to watch games and more. And yeah, let's get to it. And we are back. Guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Not as good as Keandre Miller's bank account, but pretty good. Brett? Oh, so good. Just everything. Everything's falling in place for me right now. Just one thing after another. It's like I feel invincible, like nothing can touch me. Oh, like wait, the Mark no, Wahlberg movie? Huh? Like the Mark Wahlberg movie, Invincible? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm about to get called up and join yeah. the team. Sick. We, should, we should talk about what my contract should be for the Rangers. I know, right? I mean, I, I'm kind of the perfect 6D man for them. Like, I'm a stay-at-home and I mean, like, never leave the D zone, stay at home sort of guy. I thought you said never leave my house. <laughs> and that, honestly, that's what I thought you meant by that. <laughs> no, 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 I'll get um, on guys, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know. How, not, how are you guys uh, feeling about the Miller contract? Same as Byram's kind of, I mean, I thought maybe he could get a shade over that to $4 million, but. I mean, look, the the years in term, like, obviously, like, everyone's like, oh, like, I've seen a few people like, oh, it would have been great if we can get him for more. But it's like, yeah, it would it would be great to sign, you know, everyone to long term deals that aren't expensive. Like, that'd be phenomenal to do for every player that's good or or has a potential future. So, I mean, I think it's. uh, For this team, this is it's perfect uh, for the next two years and. You know, during that or after that two years, you, I believe Panarin is three more years left. But after those two years, you have the ability to move Truba and Kreider. So um, I think there's a really, I think, I think it's, just, it's beneficial for right now. We can kind of can down the road for another year with the team that we have. And then, uh, you know, Lafreniere shouldn't get much more uh, than Kako. If anything, I can't believe, I wouldn't believe he gets anything more than Kako got. Um, but I don't know. That's just me. I but I think they're all set and ready to go now. I yeah, pretty sh- much. I was shocked that um when Vince tweeted out that he's hearing the range between 2.5 and 7. I thought it could get to 2.5, but not 7. That that I didn't expect. For, for yeah. Yeah. I think that I, 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 to me, that's complete bullshit. He hasn't earned any of that, in my opinion. I think he's he should be at two million dollars, nothing more. But that's just me. But this is a nice segue to kind of get into what our episode is about today. Berkey, do you want to kind of explain uh, what this week's episode is kind of is, or do you guys want to kind of mull around Miller's contract a little bit more? I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. I don't know about you guys. I feel like if you have a lot more to say about Miller's contract, you're an insane person. That- yeah, I, I, that, that's my point. It's like, it's done. Great, grand, wonderful. We're moving um, on. The, yeah, the only not- complaint I justify is that we couldn't pay him now long term so that he'd be cheaper later. But also, it's it, it's, it's not like guaranteed he even want that, right? He could just say no to that and want short term. So like, well, it's, also, it's, not, it's not guaranteed that he's going to earn that either. Like, we all have really high hopes for him and whatnot. But like, oh, I, for this, sure. For, this is a perfect deal. Like he's right now, that's what he's worth. And it gives him the opportunity to keep progressing and be able to be worth more. It's not like, it's not like when the, the Canadians, you know, paid a bunch for Nick Suzuki ahead of time or whatever, you know, or, you know, the devil's betting on Hughes and whatnot. It's not like that. Cause it's like, 
I'm not sure if he's going to be a, a seven, eight million dollar, six million dollar player. Like, I don't know that yet. I, I, I think he can be. I hope he does. Yeah. But he may. Agree. He, he could end up just like flatlining where he's at right now. And this is the guy who he is, who's worth about four million dollars a year. So it's not worth betting on. And people that are trying to say that I, you can't forecast the future on a guy like this yet. We all hope that he does. But I mean, I, that, that's fair. I, I totally agree with that to an extent. But, you know, that's how you you know, build a contending team. You have players that have like a cost controlled contract. You have those type of players. If you keep on signing these players to what they're actually worth, you're never going to have enough cap space to actually build a proper team. So, but you know. Right. But you also can't have a bunch of dead cap and players that aren't like, Oh no, no, that's, that's true. But I'm saying if you're, you know, but I'm saying I mean, you're actually, to... I kind of, I kind of, I would kind of disagree with that. Uh, like, I feel like you can, if if you value players the right way, you can pay players what they're worth and have a contending team. Um, I mean, it's just it. I I think Miller right now, that's what he's worth. That is literally what he's worth, and he's getting yeah. paid what he's worth. And if he exceeds that, then you have exactly what you just said you wanted: players who are exceeding their contract value, um, which is kind of what today's episode is all about. about. Let's, uh, thank you. <laughs> you guys gave me two opportunities for it, and I'm Dude, doing it again, baby. Fucking let's segue, not have three. Segway fucking master over here. Let's go. Yeah, let's not segue three times. Let's do it. I like it. Berkey, let them know what's going on. Uh, basically, evaluate each player based on what their cap it is or should be now, um, or you didn't take into account, you know, all the complications of what the cap will be next year, their age. Um, as we said, you know, just mentioned trying to bet on a player doing better. None of that, just what they're worth right now. Uh, Luca, you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start it off. Um, so, you know, our text was kind of vague in a sense of uh, like, do we talk about, obviously we talked about uh, the contract value year AAV wise. Um, but what is the, the years that I would go with, you know what I mean? On certain players. And obviously like, I'm going to throw this out there. Cause, uh, obviously like I, so we each have different players just to kind of break it down for everyone listening. Um, my three players, first one is going to be Adam Fox. It's I, I'm starting with Fox cause it's the easiest fucking one to do. I think he's actually highly accurate on the way he's valued right now around what is he? 9.5 right now. Um, yeah. I think his contract is actually kind of perfect uh i mean eight years for 9.5 i think that is kind of what is ideal right now for him because as you just said you got him long term he's a norris winning defenseman uh you know and he's looks like he's going to be that for the majority of his career and obviously like you want to lock him up for his entire 20s basically and the first you know the last part of his prime and the mid to uh, early to mid thirties. Um, so I think that's like a really good value, uh, and age wise right now that you're getting for him. Um, obviously you can go more on him if you really push the envelope, but I, I think 9.5 is a great number for him. Uh, and I believe he has a no trade clause as well. He is, he is one of the few players that I would give a no trade clause to, um, for me, obviously like we're talking about value of contracts right now but i think no trade clauses is something that i is part of the value of it and the rangers give those out like fucking cotton candy and that is one of my biggest issues aside from aav on a lot of players 
Um, so him, I have no problem with it. You'll find out about the other two when, when I get to them. Do you think he's he, he's fairly valued at 9.5? Yeah, I don't really have any complaint about that. I mean, I, I, you could argue a little more. Like, you know, like that, yeah, that's... I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, I think 9.5, like, is a good range. I think if you really wanted to say you overpaid a little bit, maybe you'd say nine. But in the next year or so, he's gonna be, it's going to be 9.5. No, for the majority of that contract, that's going to be, uh, if anything, under what he's, what he's worth. Yeah, and look, I mean, there are guys that I think are worth, you know, into 10 million plus. But honestly, when I look at teams and building a team around that, really tough to actually pay guys 10 plus million dollars a year and then build a really sound team around them too. Uh, you just had the first player ever that had a $10 million contract to win the cup first yeah. ever. It, it, it's just, Jack it's, yeah, it's, it's so difficult to do that. And you just, you, and that's why it's like, I have a lot of respect for, I mean, every player, get your bag, get whatever you want. I personally, when you're already on the higher end of things, I don't understand why more players like, didn't you get there by being like the most competitive people ever, mm -hmm. you know, like that's your identity. Like, wouldn't it be worth, I understand maximize your income, but wouldn't it be worth shaving off a few million to actually win Stanley cups, you know, yeah. like, like Crosby, you know, assigned team friendly deals, you know, to make sure that he could actually have guys around him and stuff like that. Like he didn't maximize his bag every single time. So I have a lot of respect for players that want to do that. I don't blame them, blame the guys that are just like, no, I need to get paid because this is the only job I'm ever going to have. And I'm going to be retired at like 35. So I need yeah. to make sure that I'm set. Totally get that. Um, but yeah, it gets really difficult to start paying guys that kind of money, um, which actually dovetails nicely into my first one. If we go for it. Fox. All right. So my first one on the list is Artemi Panarin. Um you know, at his $11.6 million cap hit, uh, you know, you can, you can make the argument easy. Like, is he worth it? Yeah, he is worth it, I guess. But is he worth it for us? No, absolutely not. Um, him getting, you know, 92 points or whatever in the regular season is, is all great and it's grand and he's so fun to watch and I love him as a personality, but there's just no way that he's worth $11.6 million to us. I mean, if he, especially with how he plays in the playoffs and how he disappears, it's just that value is not, we're not just a team trying to make the playoffs. We're trying to win a Stanley cup and his cap hit, as we saw this off season prevented us from being able to sign a player like Tarasenko, who actually did want to stay with us that actually could help the depth of our team and actually could help push. Um, but that's not going to happen. So uh, I love the guy, but honestly, the, the only way that I would want, I mean, the contract that I would want to give him, you know, is something more similar to like what Meek is making in the eight ish range. Now, I'm not saying that's objectively what he's worth in the league because he's not. I think most teams would pay him 10 plus because um, he does produce. But for this team, for us right now, for this year and the next year, uh, he ain't he's not worth anywhere close to 11.6 million. It's it's really interesting. I think he was worth it in the first like three years of the contract. Yeah. But the but the final four, I would say maybe not because the rest of the team is cat has caught up to him. But when yeah. he first got here, I would say he was well worth it. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, let's just throw it out there. He's probably the – he has to be in consideration for the most successful New York free agent ever. And I'm, oh, yeah. I, and I'm, and I'm not just holding it to the Rangers. I'm, I'm talking about all New York sports. Because, like, how many players come to, like, the, the Knicks, the Rangers, 
the Yankees. Yeah, you know I mean they and they absolutely suck. So like, yeah, he's not worth that right now because there's you want to actually compete for a cup. Um, yeah. But it's also really funny too because if he had if he has one magical run in a playoff, yeah, like Alex everything. Rodriguez did, it's worth it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where it's like it's it's yeah you're right. Uh, I probably overpaid a little bit in the beginning, and you know now we're paying for it now. But like, it's more of those it's, things that could change like that. It could, yeah, if if he has like one playoff series where he just fucking goes ham on someone, then it's worth it. Uh, and I, you know what? I'll say this: he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's content with just putting up ninety. He I, he actually seems pissed off when yeah, yeah, when yeah. this team is not so I, like you know all the people who want to get pissed off at him he's more pissed off at himself than anything and i think that's really really good healthy place to be at with this team you want players that are fucking pissed off about this, the past few years especially last year you want players that are fucking angry coming into the season with a new head coach something to fucking prove i'm fucking jacked up berkey what do you think I, I kind of agree with Brett. The The only thing is, is that with, with him, like there are certain players that, you know, either they decline or they don't do well the last years. And it's because, you know, they're slower or whatever it is with him. There's just so many of these bad habits that have gotten worse and worse, worse each season, the overpassing, uh, stopping at the balloon on the transition, not moving around as much, you know, it's all that can be fixed if let's say yeah no no, no. I, I i like where you're going with it and i was like holding my hand up because i wanted to remember something afterwards but whatever you're, you stopped already uh fucking it's really interesting you say that like the bad habits i have a feeling laviolette is gonna like actually coach i hope he does right, right. that's what i'm saying that's coach. why i think it could change because of yeah. those you know he'll actually have a coach that you know will work with him. Yeah. Possibilities are endless. If, if, if a coach actually taps through to a player of, of that caliber coach coaching. Yeah. Fucking novel idea. Shit. Gordon Bombay. Where are you? We need you. <laughs> Berkey. Who, who's, who's on your list? Uh, oh my gosh. I, I prepare for it. And I don't even have it in front of me. All right. Uh, Mika's Vanjad, uh, obviously making 8.5 million. This kind of, it kind of was, harder than it seemed on the service because what really bothered me is the even strength points and the even strength goals. Um, I'm just trying to look here. I compared it to other contracts and all that. I did a bit more. Um, centers that make seven to 9.5 million, right? There's like six that have more points than him. Uh, it, it's, you know, he is worth it, but it's a problem of the even strength production, right? If you took just a a little bit of that power play production and brought it to even strength, not only is he worth that, he's probably worth nine, right? But if you want to argue 8.3, sure, you want to get, you know, to the little, little details. I just, this wasn't one that I could say, oh, sure, I can move it to this. It was, it's just how it is. It's, It's a weird situation. Um, hopefully a new coach could fix that 
And yeah, that's that's well, all what, I got. What is the value? I'm sorry. What what did you 8. say? 5, uh, eight 8.5, the same, because I, I can't come up with a reason that's you know that would justify moving that number. So I just I kept it at that. I know boring, but the, the, no, it's 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 not it's it's a it's the same thing that I did with Fox, really. I mean, he's I think he's he's fairly evaluated and in, in the beginning of that contract, especially. Uh obviously, like he's a little older than Fox. In the beginning of that contract, I think he's gonna produce and hopefully it's not too bad on the back end. Hopefully the cap continues to go up as well. Um, and he ages well. But I also think that like, yeah, five on five numbers weren't great, but like the five on five numbers weren't great for a lot of players under Gallant. Right, exactly. So so I, again, I, I know like I, you don't want to put too much on one coach. Um, but again, like who knows what he could actually do with with a coach who actually has some continuity, some fucking system, something that actually jives and gets the players going uh, in the right direction. Uh, so, yeah, I, again, I, I think he could uh, kind of over overplay his contract this year, especially um, or in the early stages of LaViolette's tenure. Um, my number two player is going to be Jacob Trubin, obviously. Like, oh, boy. Uh, here know, we go. I know, oh, so here many, we go. So many people. I, yeah, I guess uh, – you know, I I thought about the the minute I the reason why I jumped on Truba was because uh, you gave me the option of Truba or Trocheck, and I went for Truba mainly because I I really liked what Greg had to say when he was on um, about Truba and like everyone complaining about Truba, Truba, Truba. He's overpaid, and yeah, he is overpaid. He's making eight million, and that is. Other defensemen that are making that million or that 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 kind of money, uh, I mean, there is a lot of overpaid defensemen in the league. I mean, Seth Jones is is up there. And Seth Jones makes the same amount of money as Adam Fox. Just count your fucking lucky stars <laughs> that we have him instead of Seth Jones. Okay, so if you want to complain about Truba, just think about how it could be worse, and you could not have Adam Fox, and you could have him instead um, in a bizarro multiverse. But I would honestly. I think Truba's value is around $6 million. Um, And I know that a lot of people are going to say that's a lot fucking higher than it should be. Um, but a defenseman who actually is physical. And my biggest issue with the Rangers teams that went to the finals and uh, conference finals in 2012, uh, any pr- pretty much any team that had Blunquist, is that you had zero snarl on the defensive back end. You know, I love McDonough, Girardi, and uh, Stahl, and, you know, Kevin Klein and all of them. But people would run Lundquist all the time. And I know that maybe that's not exactly worth $6 million in and of itself. Um, Girardi and Stahl were, I think, in the beginning of their uh, contracts, worth the $5 million that they were getting. Um, and then eventually it aged out that it wasn't. We got Truba for the majority of his prime. Um, so it's not like he's not productive. He's not as productive as he was in uh, in Winnipeg, and I understand that. But he's also not getting power play one minutes. So he's not going to be putting up the same amount of points that he put up there because you had a, a, a shamrock up your ass when Adam Fox said, hey, I want to play for the Rangers. So they got lucky. It's, it, it's, a, it's a matter of luck, and then – Obviously, he's overpaid because he signed his contract before COVID and all that, and everyone knows it. I'm not going to freaking talk about that anymore. But I think that his value to this team is around $6 million. 
if picks. Yeah. You're six. only shopping two off. Wow. I'm I'm only shopping two off. I, I could understand if you want to tr- go down to at least uh, like five. I would I would I'd go four point five. Uh, yeah, what? that's exactly where I'm. I'd at. go four point five. Yeah. I, I I do you remember early in the year when you said uh like so I there was a fucking metric that was like he's his his contract he's worth two point eight million or some shit like that. Oh, I'm right, like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is doing this math? Like I think it was just based on what they were producing then. It wasn't just like, oh, like like I mean, listen, like the first half of the season, right? Everyone knew he was injured. Like it wasn't just okay, Trooper was playing terrible. No, no, no. This guy's really badly hurt. So I, I didn't want to take that into, you know account for this but i mean I, i'd go 4.5 honestly and maybe it would be more if they could actually give him a proper not a proper but a defenseman that could work with his style because him and miller it just doesn't seem like their styles go well with each other well to me i just i have a hard time paying real money for somebody that is essentially just a big hitter. Um, he's not, doesn't have a great shot. At least he can't get it on net ever. Obviously he's, he's not bad at, at moving the puck. He's not, you know, essentially he's not great at it either. I mean, I, I he really needs to stop quarterback and power boy too. We've gone over that so many times. Yeah. It's, it's, um, that should be Miller's next year. But I mean, yeah, that's, it, that's it, it, I really think works. it's Gustafson's yeah. and I put money on it. Yeah. Lobby let's guy. I could see a battle for that too going on, but, but anyway, you know, so, so I look at like, what, what does Miller really offer the team? And it's like, yeah, he's, he's, he is, he's a big hitter that can change the tide of a game. Um, and that's not without value, but I think he is kind of a defensive liability still. Like there are many times where, where, you know, a bad goal gets let up and I watch a replay and I'm like, oh man, he just completely left his assignment or did not do what he needed to do. Um, uh, you know, I'm not saying he's a complete liability uh, to be clear. It's just, it's not, he doesn't have like amazing defensive instincts where it's like, man, that's a shutdown guy that you can trust to, to get out there and make sure they don't score a goal. No, it's not really his game. So it's like, okay, he doesn't score a ton. He's not going to rack up a ton of points like he did in his one career year in Winnipeg. You know, he can be a team leader and he can be uh, a big physical presence. That to me, isn't worth much more than four and a half million dollars a year. Like it just, it just isn't for at least how I'm evaluating him. I, um, I could think I could see a scenario where, and I really hope they try this. They're not, but I really wish they would. If you put Miller with Fox and Lindgren with Truba, you give Lindgren that defensive, you know, defenseman stay at home. You get I don't Miller think you've ever defense. mentioned that. Me? Yeah. What are you talking? Oh, oh, I, 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 I don't know. Wow. <laughs> How did you fall for that? Jeez. I, I don't know. I know. That, I was pretty brutal. That was pretty brutal. Like, that, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, you that, really, that's, a, that, and, that's a, and that's on the recording. Tonight, Bergy, shit. Wow. <laughs> I, I was saying, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Summer's got him drawn on the windows. Beautiful mind style right now. Yeah. Kind of, shit. Yeah. Never heard, all, yeah talk about summer. Can it stop <laughs> raining? Yeah, it's fucking been pissing. My away. my hockey game was canceled today because of it. That, that was brutal. I don't give a shit about hockey. I, my fucking golf courses are all fucked up over here. That there was one by me that was literally like oh, there's there's an aerial like shot of it from like a helicopter at one point. Uh, this course just opened like a month ago, and after the like last weekend's torrential downpour, the entire thing was underwater except one green. You couldn't tell except one green was showing. That's it. 
I was I'm like it was it looked fucking awful. I don't know. How, apparently they reopened this week. I have no fucking idea how. Anyway, yeah, I overvalued Truba. Whatever, I don't care. I kind of want the people to get pissed off. That's um, fine. Hey, no, yeah. that's all right. Um, who's your number two? Um, number two is uh, Trocheck, which you know. Who it, does number two work for? Damn, how, buddy? What'd you eat? Um, so yeah, we got we got Vincent Trocheck. Um, I, you know, I honestly don't have a, a huge uh, speech to give about Trocheck and his you know little five point six million. Um, a lot of you know, is he worth 5.6 million? I mean, prob- probably. Um, but honestly, is he worth it to this team right now? No, I don't think so. Because I think Philip Pedal with his 4.4 should be the second line center. And then it's like, do you really want to pay your third line center a 5.6? You know, maybe. Uh, but with again, with the cap as tight as it is right now and how little room we actually have to work with. And, uh, you know, it's he's he's one of those players that people like to go back and say, like, that was a luxury that we really shouldn't have been able to afford. Uh, and I'm not going to categorically say that him as a player is not worth five point six million. I think that's a pretty reasonable salary for a guy like him. Just in the scheme of our team right now, with Heedle needing to occupy that that second line center position it does seem a bit excessive, um, but I'm not really going to complain about it too much. Um, so it's that's the term. Well, the term is, is an issue. I thought we weren't going to deal with the term. No, so. no, we're not. But it, it, with okay. Trocheck, that, that kind of is when you have to, you know, because right. like you said it perfectly, like under any other circumstance, that's what he's worth in general, yeah. but with yeah. our team, no. Yeah. So that's, that's really... And that's all I got to say about that. I mean, what, what, how, what is he out? He still has no trade clause, right? And modified in like, what, two years? My yeah, gosh, they it's, really it's give out these trade clauses. Point. Like, they, they, they yeah, give away. It's not till 25, 26, it becomes a 12 team. They give away no trade clauses way oh. too much. It's, it's, it's like really ridiculous. Like, I, I get that, like, you know, if you're fucking like Winnipeg or Edmonton or Arizona, uh, you know, or, or these places that people don't want to fucking go and live and play. And the, these, you know, some of them are terrible franchises. Obviously Edmonton is decent right now, obviously, because they got the luck of the fucking Irish with McDavid but, and Drysaddle. But like, it's, it's harder to lure free agents there. So I would understand places like that where you have to give shit away incentives to come. But like, it's fucking New York. You're not the Islanders. Like, I, I I, really don't understand it. Nashville very rarely gives it out. I think they've only given out, I want to say, one or two in the franchise's history, and I could be completely fucking wrong. But I'm pretty sure Roman Yossi's the first one to get it. If not, he's, there. it's uh, only a few that I've, I've ever gotten it there. Um, but, yeah, the, the no trade clauses is just a little ridiculous. I, I get it when it comes to like Mika, Fox, Panarin, but like your second line center, I, I mean, you gotta, you gotta give yourself some wiggle room here. You, you gotta be able to move some pieces around. And, and, I, and I'm yeah. fine if you want to have someone like, like, I think it's a very reasonable thing. You got a 12 team, no trade list. That's fine for me. Like that's, yeah. that's really not a no trade clause because all you're saying is I don't want to go to these 12 cities or I don't want to go to these eight cities. 
And that's fine and really understandable as a player because you don't want to get shipped off to fucking Siberia, basically. Yeah, and 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 it gives the team still that flexibility to be able to move stuff when they need to. It's just like this this complete. It's like it's like you're fucking like franchise tagging like eight players on your team. It's like what are you doing? It's insanity. You give yourself you're just handcuffing yourself so much when you're already handcuffed by a bad situation with cap anyway it's like why are you making why are you trying to play this game on like hardcore mode right now and and aside from that it's also like i i honestly i think it's bad for the game yeah i think think it's a bad thing for the nhl to have that because look at the nba yeah the nba has only given out like i don't i think it's it's under 10 no trade clauses ever wow ever like and obviously you let me say that again ever like not just in this year like so you you, you got to think about like every offseason in the nba there's fucking players that are trading going this way that way it's a fucking soap opera and that makes the league more intriguing obviously yeah, to a lot of like non-fans and you're like oh like the, this guy's going there you know what i mean like it makes it harder for other teams and other players and other people who aren't as interested in like say like you know it just makes it makes the league more interesting. If also, NHL G- GMs like don't have guts when it comes to moves. Like more times than not, they'll they'll do the safe. And I and I get it. It's job security, but it's just like it's to an extreme amount that like they don't ever, you know, try to go for it one way or another unless it's a rental. Well, it's also like aside from the GMs, you also got to think of it from a standpoint of like the players, and the players are much more like reserved they're not gonna it's i mean very rarely do you get nhl players like demanding trades nba happens every fucking week um but in a way it does make the league interesting from afar i don't give a shit about the nba but the nba is i mean i want the nba or nhl players to get get money and the nba players are getting fucking paid um and I don't know. I, I think if you want to make the league more interesting, if you want to make more money, you want that cap to go up, something something like no trade clauses, I think, are something. I mean, I'm really on a fucking tangent here, but I think they have to be a thing in the past. But anyway, Berkey, who's your number two? I mean, the game went to Goodrow. I, I mean, it's modified no trade clause, but yeah. still, what, what are you doing giving a fourth liner? Anyway, anyway, yeah, that, that could be a 30-minute conversation here. Uh, next player for me is Chris Kreider. He's making $6.5 million. Um, I kind of gave, on to be honest, myself the most boring ones out of all of them, but... It's weird also, again, because while he has 36 goals, he has 18 assists. Again, that's not his game. His game, you know, it's mainly goals. But usually when a player puts up 36 goals, they put up a little more than 18 assists, uh, 54 points. It, honestly, I, I can't, in general, he would be worth 6.5. To us, maybe... See, it, it, this one again, I, I can't, you could say six, but it like, I, I don't know how you could justify giving a 36 goal scorer six million. It's, I, I mean, if you're going to, if you want him to be like six million, I think that like, that's a little unrealistic. I feel like most, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like it's his value is kind of really accurate in a way. Yeah, like it's, it's the incon- inconsistency. And honestly, with the power play, I love how like I wrote down my notes here and they're just like unreadable. I mean, he has 24 even strength goals. You know, mm-hmm. it's not all power play. Yeah. 
So I, I mean, and, 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 and how many of those are, are, are tips and garbage goals though, too? I mean, not that it matters. The goal is a goal is a goal. No, no, but... no, no. That that's fair. Which is why, which is why I kind of want that. It's not going to happen. But which is why I, I really wish they tried the Kreider Trocheck VC uh, third line, or I guess in this case, no, no, yeah, with VC and had that sandpaper type line, and then you have Lafreniere, Kako with Benjad. But you know, if Kako's there with Kreider's Benjad, then I understand it because they were incredible. But yeah, I, 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 I think 6.5 is a fair evaluation. I, I understand. What does he get right now? 6.7? 6.5. Again, oh. I, 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 both mine are kind of the same because I, I can't, don't have enough of a reason to justify changing it. The 18 assists kind of, you know, really makes a case, but I, I, I don't know how you could justify giving a 36 goal score at less than 6.5 million when you have players that, Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's that's basically it. And 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 you and if you and if you say like oh you'd you'd want him to be more consistent. Well, if he was consistent, he'd be making eight point five. Like you know what I mean? Like there's, it's it's impossible to really gauge it. Like I, I when they re-signed him, they surprisingly got a lot of value out of that. Like that contract has actually aged pretty well. I know that like we don't have cap space, but that's that contract isn't bad. If they moved from Kreider, it wasn't because it was a bad contract. It was just a luxury we can't afford. Again, I don't think that, yeah. I hope they don't go that route. But also, if they move from him, that means that it's not a bad contract because someone else was able to take it on and wanted it. And you know what I mean? And saw value in it. Yeah. That's the reason why you're able to move it. Yep. I agree. Um, all right. I got all the fun yeah. guys. Uh, my number three is Barkley Goodrow. Obviously. He's valued exactly right. Uh, negative, negative, shut like nine hundred thousand. It's it's interesting. Like, yeah, everyone likes you know. If if you want to say he should be getting like one point five because he's a you know he's a fourth line center uh, that has ability to move up and down. I, I I don't see him being that. I think that's super super low. I, I think he's, I think if you, t- he's, he's at 3.6 something right now. Yeah. If you take a million off, I think that contract is very palatable. Um, I think he should reside around 2.5. Um, I think he, the, his ability to move up and down the lineup. I know that no one really wants to admit it. He is a, if if the contract was two point five, I feel like a lot of people would be okay with it. Um, but the extra million, also no trade clause modified. No yeah, trade clause. I mean, like that's again, like we've. I just you know rambled for like fifteen minutes. It feels like about the no trade clauses. A player like him should never get a no trade clause. I don't it's a modified, but still, I don't know what you're giving a fourth liner that. Yeah, it really makes no sense to me. Uh, that's that to me is very bad. Um. That to me is more egregious than the term, uh, because if you if you don't have no trade clauses, then you can get rid of players. Um, if even if the contract is a little bit overzealous, um, but you can also retain money. You know what I mean, so it's, it is what it is. Uh, I think that if it was two point five, I think that would be kind of a really nice spot for him. Um, 
someone who puts up around 20 points, 20 or 30 points, but has the ability to move up and down a lineup and play penalty kill and do a lot of things that you ask a leader to do. I think that's kind of where he should be. Um, but, you know, he's he's at 3.6 and it's a little overvalued. I mean, I, I'd, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you overall uh, on that. I the, the two to two point five would be a lot better. The only thing I disagree with you uh, on with that is his ability to move up and down the lineup. I, I don't really, I don't really like that uh, very much because anytime he does move up the lineup, I don't like how he performs. Like so much more comfortable and at home. Playing. I should, I should, Han, you're right. I should rephrase what I said and his ability to move up and down the lineup isn't necessarily an ability, but it's a, it's something that you need at least one player to do. If someone gets hurt, you need to be able to, Hey, I can plug him in and he's not going to be a complete albatross there. You know what I mean? There's a difference between someone going up there and excelling and being a complete albatross. Uh, so th- that, that's kind of what I meant by it, but I feel like you're going to say he's an albatross up there. So kind of negates what I was going to say anyway, but yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I, I think his points no, are inflated no. clearly by Panarin because like before these past two seasons, he never even reached 30 point mark. Right. I, I mean, he, he has, he has stone hands. He can't dig unless, unless it's like, you know, the one in every 20 games, he has like a Wayne Gretzky style goal. I, I don't know what you're doing. Again, like my argument now isn't kind of what we're trying to, you know, what we're talking about here. We're talking about what they're worth now. Uh, I was going to say, well, you know, the whole point is to find those type of players before they become Barclay Goudreau, before they become, you know, those type of players. Um, but again, that that's kind of irrelevant to this. But I, I and I do think they should have stayed to that. But w- with him. I'd say two. This is this is the real issue, is that you signed him, and when they signed him, when they signed Goudreau, they I believe they they thought they got the third line center, and then they signed Trocheck a year later, and then you knock Goudreau down to the fourth line, then the value becomes really ridiculous, and. I think that if 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 you actually had a balanced lineup in the sense of you had your first your top two lines be the you know uh, skill or scoring line playmaking lines and then your third line was more of the traditional checking line uh, or a defensive line not checking line I think Goudreau fills in right there on the third line really well but that's not the Rangers third line the Rangers it depends third on line what really- style you want from the third line. You want that checking yeah, and defensive I, I, so, type third line, it's good. But if you want that more of that depth offensive type line, he doesn't fit that. But the thing is, is that like the depth, I, I feel like I feel like Goudreau's value was cut from underneath him the minute they signed Trocheck. Um and if they didn't have Trocheck, then it'd be a completely different conversation, I feel like. Because then then Heedle's on the second line, and it actually makes sense. Uh, you know, obviously, like, I, I know we just talked about Trocheck, um, and, it's, and it's funny that we're doing them back-to-back. Uh, but, yeah, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I do think that he is a solid third-line player. 
it, it, he, he won a cup on a, on a team playing third line minutes. So I understand that like people love the shit on him and his contract is shittable. I get it. Uh, but I don't know. I, 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 there is, there is a lot of value to a player like him that, that he, he can eat a lot of minutes on the penalty kill and all that. Um, yeah. but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling again. Sorry. Yeah, by, by the way, if with, I, I mean, with Kreider, by the way, I know we're going all the way back to this again. I, I, I did take into account defensive stats. I would have done when I mentioned that I would have done, you know, I could understand six it, for me, it's mainly 6.5 and I understand maybe 6.6, but anyway, I just want to clarify that because kind of sounded different, but with, with Goudreau, I mean, a lot of the stuff that we're upset about, I mean, while it is the value, it's also, which we're not taking into account the term, the no trade modify no trade clause i don't know what you're doing there and i mean he was playing fourth line that year before trocha came along but i get where you what you were saying there i mean i'm just saying if if you can play third line on a stanley cup winning team and then you go to the rangers and you you can you can't get past the fourth line that doesn't really make sense to me I think that if you actually have a structure to your freaking team and what your lines are supposed to do, which is something that Gallant didn't have. Uh, and I, I know we want, you know, it was like, it felt like we just wanted three lines that could score and they didn't, none of them really kind of cohesively knew the roles. I feel Oh, like. they did just for like 10 minutes out of the 60 minute game. That's, that's very true. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like, I don't know. I I, I like def- defending a player like him is really easy because he gives you fucking everything and he he'll block shots. You know what I mean? He he's a he's a great player in that sense to have. And I do understand the idea of like you don't wait, you don't go out and sign those guys to big contracts. And I I, I agree with that. Um, so maybe the contract is very overvalued at three point six, but you know two two million is probably where he probably should reside. Two. 2.5 but you know yeah that range for sure that make so a lot he, more his power. third line was also uh yanni gord and blake coleman which one of yeah. them is playing top six now i don't know what the other hell i, I know it's calgary uh i saw that contract i did nothing that was a great contract for him but or rather calgary but i i mean i think that kind of speaks to more of you know the great players he was with though you know like there is credit to him he was part of that line he did play a role um yeah and yeah, no, I, uh, as you said, I, I, you don't give those type of players that money at that term. Uh, you look to find those type of players before they become that player. Yep. But anyway, yeah, Brett, what do you got? So for my last one, um, it's about the easiest one in the world for me. Uh, and that's this, this five Chidal guy. I don't know. Uh, he's what, is young. He, what is he? 10 million? I love that name. Five Chidal. It's so good. Yeah. It just has star. It just oozes star quality, you know? Um, now I, I've loved Phil from the moment he came in, you know, he was, uh, he was my little baby boy before we got like Kako and, uh, and Lafreniere, but, but Lafreniere, even though he, when he was 18, I was like, this guy looks like he's 29, you know, um, yeah. with, like a drinking problem. Um, so he was never like a sweet little boy to me. Uh, but, but Phil just, he just came in, 
looking like a little zygote with these flashy little moves that would pop up every now and again. And I just, he just made, just melted my heart. I love the kid. And I've, and I've, I've wanted him to be the guy because I see it in him, but he just hasn't been able to put it together, you know, super consistently. We started seeing it again last year. And then the moment when it was like, man, there was, there was actually a moment where he was on pace for something like 38 goals or something. And then like, sort of like 10 like, goals in 11 games or something like that. Yeah. It was crazy. And it was like, it was right around my brother's birthday. So it was like February 9th ish, 10th is right around there. He like went on a month drought and it was like, well, never mind. Um, maybe he isn't, you know, taking that next step, but I still do believe in him. Um, and I still think that even if he's not going to become that level of scorer, that he does things that not a lot of other players on the team do very well, like carry the puck in the zone with possession. He actually has the ability to beat defensemen, which that's not possible even try to do but he actually does attempt and does do it i think his vision is underrated too and i think that if he plays consistently with good players that his points will that he will more than exceed his 4.4 million dollar contract and he has um, a coach that has, you know i really strategy. want to see him with panarin huh i said i really want to see him with panarin yeah but... i mean those two together i think could really be something special um and Trichik's type of style kind of fits the third role Third line, it really, yeah. it really does. It really does. Um, so yeah, I, I especially because we, we rambled on for a while. I don't need to ramble on any longer. That's I, I think I think four point four is on the money for him, for him, and I love him. Agree. Yeah, I I think that's spot on. Um, it, like every time I say, well, this player is inconsistent. The only reason why I say it with Kreider is because he's done it before Galan came in. We it, that was already a pre-existing issue with him, where he was inconsistent. Besides, you know. The year, be, um, not last year, but the year before the 52 or 54 goal season. Oh, no, it was 52. Um, but with, with a lot of other players, it, it's just, you know, if if you're telling me that all of them have inconsistency problems, odds are there's another problem. There's another, another issue. Yeah. So, you know, while I say, you know, there's so many times, like this isn't the first time, given that this was the biggest, you know, streak that he had this year there was a a year we had like what five goals in five games there was another year where he had like um another goal streak like he's done this before and then just vanished off the face of the earth but you wonder if you know actually give him you know the minutes with players like Panarin and with a you know functional system hopefully um yeah you know he, he could he could turn into something special yeah yeah, but he's still, I mean, he's still 23 years old right now. Right, so. and he's still 23 years old, but people will be calling him. He seems you know, old just because he came in, like, fresh out of the gate, you know, like. His, anyone that's, no like, a game, they're, like, after their first career game, they didn't score, oh, they're a bust. Send them to their retirement home. They're old. Like, that's, like, you know, what everyone's evaluation, oh, like, not everyone, but a lot of people's evaluation is a bit frustrating. But anyway. um Crider's consistent. Crider's very consistent. He's just inconsistently consistent. Yeah. There you go. Or consistently inconsistent. Consistently inconsistent. No, consistently yeah. inconsistent. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You got it. What's in that cup, Luca? Don't ask what's in the cup. Ask what's in the pipe, my friend. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, anyway, uh, mine is kind of, we already addressed this. We kind of addressed this in the beginning. Uh, I got Condre Miller here. Um, Overpaid. He was, 
Oh my gosh, overpay bust. I, I saw people saying it was what, like I saw it was what two point five or it was like three point eight is under overpaid. Like yeesh. Um, yeah. Like I, look, I get it with defensemen. It's not all about the points, but did want to mention, and I love how again I read all these stats, and then my handwriting just is abysmal. Um, his thirty-eight even strength points are tied for twelfth amongst all D-men in the NHL. He had 43 points, and that's, you know, with not a lot of power play time, he only had three power play points. I think he's going to turn into something special, but obviously I'm not saying there aren't stuff that he has to work on. Uh, there definitely is, though I question how much it is based off of him or rather the structure of the defense. I'm saying 4.5. I think that's what he's worth. Um, there's some things defensively that you could – you know, say this is where his flaw is at. But again, you could also say, well, anyone at his age, those type of defensemen that aren't named Adam Fox or Kamakar that aren't that tier, you can't really complain with a player like that that's this young and, you know, projected to be, say, obviously not a number one, but maybe that player that could go and be paired with the number one. I mean, I, I, I agree. I think Honestly, I think 3.8 is, is a really good evaluation of him. He might be like a $4 million defenseman at this point of his career. Depends on the term. If if you're signing him for a two-year like they did, then it's going to be a, uh, like 3.8. But like, I think if you wanted to sign him to like a five-year deal, his value right now is probably around five. Yeah. Uh, if you go to the Rangers, look back in like 2017, I, it was around that time that they signed Brady Shea. Uh to like a five-year deal and like they overpaid for him. Then they kind of did what the devils did with Hughes and he Uh, they try to do it with Shea and they pay, I think his contract was around 5 million for like five years. Uh, and it was a little bit of an overpay in the beginning, hoping that he would project out to be a really good, uh, player. And, and you'd get him in the middle, like, you know, for key years in his prime for really cheap. Um, and it didn't really work. You ever out. notice that the defense, the young defensemen that were with us, under Lindy Ruff, went to somewhere else and actually started playing well. Pionk. Yeah, Shea. which is also really interesting now that uh, Burnett is gone in New Jersey. Uh, I'm really curious to see how that team's going to be next year. Um, but, I mean, that's a whole different pod for another day. Um, but, yeah, I agree. Uh, I also think that um, – I mean, yeah, you, now I'm thinking about Neil Pionk too um, – but, you know, it's it's interesting to... I mean, I don't think he had the greatest season this year, but it's just like... I remember Shea's rookie year. It was incredible. And then, like, the year after... Like, remember that? Oh, I really don't want to... He's just... He's just look, Brady Shea's a phenomenal skater, and he projected... Like, I get why they did that contract. I was happy with it. I understood it. It made sense. You went for it. I get it. Doesn't work out. And and, and, sucks, and you know what? It's not it. it's not bad because you know why? You were able to flip it for a first round pick. It was a right, fair exactly. contract. So yeah. it was it was fine. Um, so I, I think that if you wanted to like project Miller out, if like you were signed to like a five-year deal around that, it'd be around five. And then you know, it in that range though, from what we're talking about now. So I think it's it's a fair deal what they got now for him. He might be a little undervalued uh as of right now, but I think it's a great deal for the team. And uh yeah. Yeah. All right. We we didn't. I didn't give this one out. Shasti, what do you Heisman think? Heisman Trophy. Hmm. Heisman Trophy. What What does that mean? I don't know. Give him the Heisman. 
He's worth how much money do you think a goalie like him is worth? Uh, a blank check. Yeah, he, he's he's worth he's worth more. Give him a blank check. Say put in whatever you want, and that's it. I mean, he's worth like ten million, but you don't want to spend that money. Right. Real. I mean, look, Sorokin got like eight million, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. That 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 deal that deal is looking great. That's going to be an incredible deal, and it's frustrating because you know Shesterkin in two years is yeah. going to be. It's going to be Shesterkin in two years is going to be a ten million dollar goal. Though the, yeah. the, the Sorokin deal will help. It's not no. going to be. A, it's not going no, to help because, a ton, but it no, will because the, the cap's going up. Yeah, the oh, cap's right, right, right. it's going to be. It's going to be ten plus. Absolutely, yeah. and honestly, like I, 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 I don't even like thinking or talking about it because I like I have this sneaking suspicion that Igor Shosturkin's not going to be. No, right. no, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not talking about that. No, we're going to end it on right there. I'm just going to fucking say it. that's what's going to happen. No. You got You, you got to think. Uh, it's like in three years, Panarin's contract's up, and I feel like they're going to kind of like replace that with fucking Shosturkin's contract. And I know that's a lot of money, but it's going to be something around that. He's gonna be he's gonna be like a he's gonna be like a Philadelphia flyer. Let's hope not. You heard it here first. With Mitch Koff. Um, Makes sense. What's uh hey, what's what's Tony D'Angelo's value these days? Oh my god. In the negatives? How did, we should have talked about that at the top. Let's actually I don't, let's, I don't know why we didn't talk about it in the beginning. Can we actually save that for next time? Like we've already gone on like 50 something minutes here. I, yeah, I agree. We should, we should give we should give a, a D'Angelo wrap up a little bit more time than we have right now. So yeah. we'll we'll save if it you're still listening, we'll save that for next time. Yeah. But we'll, 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 one more thing. One more thing. When do you think Lafreniere's contract gets signed? I don't. Uh, I, I I say that, and I know it sounds like oh, who, who knows? But like we all know, we don't get a lot of information out of the Rangers, right? No, no one gets a lot of stuff when it comes to player contracts and all that. No one knew Miller's until it actually was signed. And Vince got something right after that. If someone's getting information like that, and obviously Vince is like, you know, the top of the top when it comes to inside sources with the Rangers, I feel like it's very, very close then. It's got to be. It's, it, to me, it's, it's really like an almost like a non-issue because you, you know what's going to happen. That lazy uh, French Canadian will take whatever we give him. How about yeah. that? Yeah, he'll 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 be paid in poutine. Yeah, if he gets two point seven, I'll I'll be surprised. I know it was. Probably, I I don't think he's worth. I'll be points. mad. I'll be actually mad. Yeah, I'd be I'd be a little ticked off. Not that uh, it, like not that that would really matter, but it's just yeah. like no, no, it, it would because any any little bit amount ca- uh, counts when he when no, it comes it's, to it, trade it's deadline. True, I, it's just it's not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It does still matter in that regard. I just mean that like. It's it's more just like he's getting that that to me amounts to basically like a eight hundred thousand dollar inflation still no, right. of his draft pick status, which is like go fucking earn it at this point. I mean, I'm 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 pretty over defending him. I defended him for way too long, and now I'm just like, dude, you need to do something. Oh, yeah. I, I've been doing it as well, and obviously yeah. that's everyone has been hearing for the past year. But it, it's it's time where it's like, okay, if he's got to given be given this um, right opportunity. He's actually got to start working. But if he lights it up, I just want to say on record, I never didn't, I never stopped believing in him. I think he's a great guy and a great player, and he's a happy little puppy dog. And I'm and I'm I'm so happy he's a New York Ranger. But we I'll still say I stopped believing in him. <laughs> yeah, fair.
I mean, you know, at the end of the first game, we'll have like, you know, oh, Lafreniere is on the fourth line, uh, Kako's on the third. God knows where Heedle is. Um, but anyway, I think we're going to wrap it off here. All right. And uh, yeah, thank you to the listeners, and we will see you next time.